This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's talk about our Braves, shall we? Many of you over the weekend made it out. It was the uh, Fan Fest that was going on, and uh, here to join us to talk about that and what we now have learned about some of our guys. We hadn't seen him since the season was over. Of course, Grant McCauley, our Braves insider, joining us here on the WaitForward.com hotline. All right, Grant, um, listen, there are a lot, of, a lot of things going on right now. Fan weekend, it was fun, but I got to be honest, was mm-hmm. it a little weird not having Dansby there? That was a little different, I guess, and it's the first fan fest they've been able to hold since uh, 2020, so it's been wow. a couple of years, and we all know it's been a long couple of years for us. So to get this kind of thing back, I think fans really flocked out there, had a lot of fun. It seemed like the players were really fired up, really enjoying it as well, but we knew that it was going to look a little bit different without the you know, the shortstop that we come to know over the past six, seven years, but it Got a chance to talk to, I guess, his uh, Jedi trainer, if you will, his Jedi master for the infield, which is, of course, Ron Washington, and a lot of other guys throughout the course of the day. And it was a a lot of fun just to get back out there, see everyone, and know that we're knocking on the door of spring training here in about three weeks. I guess some good news, and we thought, and some Braves fans, Grant, were holding out hope that Mike Soroka might be able to pitch in September or the postseason. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and what is his recovery continuing? And it it just sounds like he'll be 100% for spring training. Yeah, and that's, I think, one of the big things that came out of the day was the chance to not only you know talk to these guys, but kind of get updates on, on the stories and questions that maybe 2022 had left us with. And one of those was, could Mike Soroka make it back in September? Would he be able to rejoin the Braves rotation after a couple of years of injury? He did get those innings in the minor leagues, but he said that truly gave him a chance to really knock off the rust and he felt like he had a normal offseason he feels like he's been able to go from that rehab process to just allowing himself to be an athlete again and not really thinking about you know the injury side of things and trying to get back from that and he feels no limitations are going to be on him when he comes to spring training he expects it to be normal just like any other year and uh, after the two-year odyssey that he's been on being able to say any version of of things is back to normal has to feel pretty good but he knows that work is to try to earn a spot in rotation, and ironically, his best friend on the team is Ian Anderson, and that's who he's going to be going head-to-head with for that spot. Mike Soroka. Okay. All right, uh, we're talking with Grant McCauley, guys. Braves fan weekend uh, coming off the weekend this weekend. What about Ronald Acuna? Um, and, and let's talk about this outfield, because we keep thinking A is going to make a move for another outfielder. He's yet to do that. What do you think the plans are there? What is this going to look like as we head to spring training? Well, the big thing for Ronald Acuna Jr. is, and, and from hearing his comments and, and seeing the level of excitement that he really had about this, he feels like he wants to be done with DHing. He's ready to play the outfield every day. The work that he put in to rehab that knee, the time that he spent in the winter league as well, keeping himself kind of primed up, but he, being able to kind of in a, a different sense, like Mike Soroka, have more of a normal off season that's not so rehab heavy. 
the things that he's been able to do before and put that knee injury well and, and far behind him. So if you've got him in right field every day, we know Michael Harris the second is going to hold down center field. He's going to be around for a while too. Left field's really that question mark because you've got Eddie Rosario who honestly, and I don't mean this in the worst possible way, but can't be worse than he was last year because now he's got his eyesight back. He should be a bounce-back candidate. He's got to contribute in, in some way, shape, or form to what left field's going to look like. They went out and kind of canvassed the league to get some uh, platoon types backups and, and maybe some fourth, fifth outfielder types that could work out with him. But then there's the elephant in the room, or, or the big bear in the room, and that's Marcelo Zuna. Can he bounce back? Will he get at bats in left field? Will he hit enough that he could maybe be the Braves' primary DH? It's a $37 million question that the Braves are going to have to find out the answer to at some point. So that's what it looks like right now. But if you look at the overall left field between Ozuna, Rosario, uh, bringing in Kevin Pillar, Jordan Luplo, Eli White, some of these other guys, about 50 or so million dollars worth of left fielders, air quotes, are on the Braves roster right now. So they've got to sort that out in spring training. Wow. Yeah, and the thing is, Grant, I mean, in his defense, he did have a good September. Ozuna was one of the few guys who actually was able to do a few things in that, you know, obviously – Yep. Abbreviated series with the Phillies. It is Grant McCauley with his guys on the WadeFord.com Highline Best Baseball Man in Town. And Grant, the uh, the other thing is the catcher. Explain how the catching rotation is going to work because we were told you get to bring in a catcher in here who's arguably one of the – could be a young poor man's real Muto. What's that going to look like? And, and how long is Travis Darno going to be around? I think that, you know, Travis Darno and, and his role on this team is one that, you know, I don't know that he needed to catch 120 or 130 games. And now bringing in Sean Murphy – a guy who's perfectly capable of doing that. This is a chance to really balance out the workload for those two guys. But defensively speaking, and the offensive side of things, especially getting away from the Coliseum in Oakland where he really did not hit very well, Sean Murphy could be a very interesting breakout candidate at the plate. But what he's going to do behind the plate is among the top, I'd say, two or three catchers in baseball. And you're talking about guys like JT Romuto in that sense. And, And Murphy, obviously, a little bit younger signing that extension, going to stick around for a while, but he throws out runners really well. He prepares so well. Matt Olson said when he came up in Oakland, this kid at, what, 22, 23 years old, walked into the clubhouse, he was drinking his coffee, doing his crossword, and studying his analytics, and guys kind of looked around and said, wait, how old is this kid? <laughs> so you're going to get that kind of work ethic and that kind of guy that comes in and really bolsters this catching duo. And, you know, going back to DH, you know, Darno can hit a little bit. Sean Murphy can hit a little bit. They may find some at-bats there that keeps their bat in the lineup and helps the Braves maybe solve that problem as well. But behind the plate, I think the Braves are primed to have another great year of production from their catchers. Let's talk about Austin Riley. Uh, did you get a chance to see him? Was he there? And uh, what are the expectations heading into this season for him as we get ready for spring training about three weeks away? Yeah, it was nice to catch up with with a lot of the guys, obviously. But with Austin, you know, coming off that season where he he backed up the fact that 2021 was a breakout season. He put it all together. 2022, the encore was pretty strong as well. And he got the biggest contract in franchise history. So really, he said, you know, they know that they had some unfinished business in 2022. That's been a motivating factor. I know he said that, Matt Olson, Travis Darno, pretty much on down the line. Everybody knows what this team is capable of. And I think that as you look at Riley and project forward with what's going to be going on for this infield, which, you know, with Dansby out, the other three and having a healthy Ozzy Albies, 
this is an infield that's going to play together for a long time. So just trying to get Vaughn Grissom you know, locked in there is going to be a big deal. And I think that Vaughn's going to lean on Austin Riley a bit uh, and on that left side of the infield. And you're going to see these guys start to kind of come together, work together, and hopefully give the Braves the kind of production we've come to expect. And with Austin Riley, could that be 35, 40 home runs, 100-plus RBI, 80 extra base hits? I think he's primed to do it, and that's what he did last year. Money Mike Harris is uh, so loose. I know you kind of answered the question earlier to Carl, but Vaughn Grissom going to come in with some swagger in spring training? Uh, it's going to be his job and is not going to be a platoon? I think Vaughn really is going to come in with that confidence. that. And Ron Washington, I think, said this the best. And I'll have this on my upcoming episode of From the Diamond, which you can get wherever you get your podcast. But he said, you know, he has seen the growth. Because Vaughn Grissom's gone down to New Orleans twice to work a week at a time with, with Ron Washington. He's going to do it one more time before spring training. And Ron described it as, you know, this is a guy that's got skills. It's my job to mold him. But I've seen growth. I see an aptitude as a, as a playmaker. And I also know that he really, really, really wants this. So now he's put in the work so that he will deserve this opportunity. And I thought that was, you know, about as poetic as it gets. That's some pretty good prose from Ron Washington. He said this stuff doesn't happen overnight. It didn't for Dansby, Marcus Simeon, Elvis Andrus, a, a number of other guys that Ron's worked with over the course of his career. But he sees a lot of, of athletic ability, skill, and aptitude for Vaughn Grissom, and I really feel like as this winter has played out and Dansby Swanson ended up a Chicago Cub, Vaughn Grissom and the progress that he made over the course of the offseason and the upside they saw in him as a prospect to promote him from double-A last year anyway really just started to become the clear answer as of right now for the Atlanta Braves, and I, I, it's, I have a hard time seeing that change over the next three weeks. I just don't know why they'd want to go out and get anybody else. I feel like this kid has that opportunity. Now he's just got to go out there and seize it. As we said, guys, Grant is the best baseball man in town. We had Jason Stark on the show last week. We had a big article that dropped about the uh, the return, hopefully, to baseball if he can get a shot from uh, John uh, from Copalella. And obviously the sins and the things that he did. And then it was really compelling because I, a lot of Braves fans, I don't know if they knew all the specifics on it. I mean, how do you track how much of an influence? I know he's considered the guy in the black hat, but he certainly did a lot of great things from Dansby and, uh, you know, the I mean, all the pieces he brought into this organization. What is his, when you talk about his legacy aside from the bad stuff over the Braves' success? Yeah, I mean, his fingerprints were all over the prospects that became a lot of the big leaguers that drove the Braves to the 2021 World Series championship. And I know I talked to Jason last week on From the Diamond as well. And, you know, he, I mean, John Coppolello was not going to be able to sit there and watch that World Series. I think that a lot of what has gone on was a little bit too painful. So it wasn't really feeling like, hey, all that hard work I put in, now I get to see it pay off because he had to be on the outside looking in. But, you know, I think finding the opportunity to, you know, use that experience in his life to turn things around and maybe recognize that, hey, I, I do have an opportunity to perhaps pursue reinstatement, but bigger than that, I have an opportunity to teach some people along the way to avoid some of the pratfalls and, and pitfalls that befell John Coppola. And, you know, when your parents told you honesty is the best policy, Major League Baseball took that really seriously with giving him that lifetime ban. So the lift after five years involved a lot of, I think, introspection and a lot of work for John Coppola. Whether or not he ends up back in baseball, it's a good question, but I can't see him being in a big decision-maker's role again, but would he have something to offer in the scouting, player development, or analytics side? Most certainly. If a team feels that they can you know, build that relationship, maintain that relationship, and you know, trust that he can come in and be a contributor. If you can contribute, I think this game has shown, you can find an opportunity or second chance or third chance in some cases to be around the game of baseball and have a job. 
Hey, before we cut you loose, I don't know if you want to put on your broadcaster cap, but Chip Carey, initially the reports were the St. Louis Post-Dispatch said he was going to go out to St. Louis and do some some Cardinals ball, and now uh, I saw uh, other comments, Dave O'Brien had in the athletics, sounds like a done deal. So what, what do you make of that? Chip going to St. Uh, St. Louis, obviously a fantastic baseball town. Yeah, it is. And, you know, when you think about the legacy of the Carries in St. Louis, before Harry Carey became the beloved Cubs announcer, he was with the Cardinals for a long time. Skip Carey began his broadcasting career in St. Louis as well. But, you know, for Chip, he's been with the Braves for the last 18 years. When I broke into the business in 2005, he was very instrumental and, and very helpful to me to kind of learn what our business is all about. So, I mean, I wish Chip the absolute best, and, you know, I'll miss having my chats with him. But as things go in our business, you know, things are cyclical. And, you know, for Chip, this is a kind of a chance to have a, a bit of a homecoming as far as a, a family, a heritage standpoint, and obviously a great opportunity to call for a franchise that has won more World Series than any other team in the National League. So I'm sure he would look forward to calling maybe some of those October moments and enjoying himself up there. So, uh, interesting news, a little bit surprising, especially based on the timing of it, but hopefully a great opportunity for Chip. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.